You may not know it by looking at my gangly, uncoordinated six foot five exterior, but I'm not much of a dancer. My traits are uniquely suited to reaching items off high shelves for people at the grocery store and sitting down for long periods of time to play games. Thankfully, Justin is much cooler and was able to convince this week's esteemed guest, Mark Weathersby, aka DJ Mahogany, to come by on an impossibly early Friday morning and play some games with us at the cafe. Thanks as always to Justin, to Nicholas Malice for our music, and to all of you for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us on iTunes and SoundCloud. If you do, be sure to leave the name of your favorite game and we'll play it on a future episode. So sit back, relax, and listen to episode six of the Rook and Pawncast. DJ Mahogany plays Wits and Wagers. Welcome to episode six of the Rook and Pawncast with myself, Timothy Kelly. Tim Kelly, it's Justin Bray, right here with you. Right here, right now, Justin right Bray. Uh, we are live here at the Rook and Pawn Board Game Cafe in Athens, Georgia. We heard from some of you uh, about all, all the delightful sort of ambient noise behind us. Uh, we want to make clear that, yes, we are in the actual cafe. It's not just uh, our living room, and we do a very poor job of filtering out sound. <laughs> They're like, why, does, why do people keep opening doors in your kitchen, Tim? Like, <laughs> they thought we were in the kitchen. <laughs> or just, you know, or just in your, in your house living room. or something. It's, it's, well, no, we're actually here in the cafe, so uh, you might hear just the delightful noises of... Uh, the things that happen here. Yeah. Like the squeaky door or the loud chair. The loud squeaky door to the bathroom. That's what... We made that. That was a feature of the cafe. We wanted to make sure everyone knew when you were going to the bathroom. Everyone needs to know. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, Justin. That's like <laughs> three times in an hour. Um, so yes, we are here live in the cafe. It's been an eventful couple weeks. It uh, has been. Yes. yes. You are on the post-Creature Comforts three-year anniversary Hangover. I am, I am. The hangover is gone. It took me a few days to become a human being again <laughs> instead of a, a creature robot, creature comforts robot. But uh, I had lunch yesterday in public, oh. which was wonderful, uh, with real people that I didn't work with. Um, as wonderful as the people are that I work with, sometimes it's nice to get, you know, you know just to mix up the mixed right. bag, you know, mix it up. I Stir will the pot. say, you still don't look that great. <laughs> well, I did this morning. Uh, I tried a new thing. I rolled out of bed and didn't shower before I left. Ooh. And so, because I thought I'd go back home. It's one of those things like, you know how when you go out, you think, oh, I'm already out. I might as well just stay out. Yeah. But uh, I have to be at work later. So I wanted to go back home. And so this is kind of one of those reasons to, that I gave myself an excuse to go back home before I go to work later, which is going to be great. Well, it's very noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> and on top of all this, I, I'm... I'm lambasting you about this and I was like 30 minutes late getting here so you sure were you got up you rolled out of bed bright and early you're here bright eyed bushy tailed even though you're disheveled and gross a little bit disheveled uh, wearing the same pants as yesterday and true then, story oh okay great <laughs> did you sleep in them yes oh, shoes and all it's fantastic and so then I just made you wait at the front door for 30 minutes. You sure did. did yep. a little bit of drizzle. That's all right. And now yeah. I'm making fun of you. Well, usually it. I'm like five minutes late, which is fine. I usually... But also, I will say, I tell you when I'm going to be five minutes late. <laughs> That's true. So uh, yeah. we're both in, at fault here. You look great. Uh, <laughs> you're a smashing debonair debutante, I guess. I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the greasy hair is all intentional. Okay. It's part of the look. Oh, yes, okay, I like that. Well, I will say I had the... Uh, good fortune of attending the you did. year anniversary. You were a special guest on Saturday. A special VIP How guest. was it? I got a lanyard. Oh, you did. I love lanyards. <laughs> we didn't go as far to put all your names on them, unfortunately. That's okay. Um, I did. I waved it around uh, with you know much authority, <laughs> and no one was impressed. But no, because there were eighty other people with them as well. <laughs> I know. Uh, but I do love a, a good lanyard. Uh, it was a fantastic event. I do have to say, Justin, you did a great job. I thought it was, uh, I commented multiple times to many different people, uh, some just strangers that I pulled off the street (laughs) days later, uh, that it was uh, very well organized. I loved how it was laid out. Uh I think you did a great job with the food trucks and the beer was amazing. Um, And I always love a good event where even those those big events like that, you can always find a place that, you know, meets your comfort level. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. if I wanted to be in the crowd and kind of mix it up and see music, then I was able to do that. But if I wanted to get away 
find a quiet spot where I could just talk, you could do that. that I, as well. I knew you would be coming, so I did include all of the uh, the sweaters and yeah. the corduroys in the back, so you could you know dress to your comfort level I know, as well. I do like that. A good, yeah, yes. good layering, yeah, uh, and and much corduroy. That was great. Thank you very much for that. You're very welcome. Yeah. All reports were good. Any, um, yeah, any nothing good too feedback? crazy. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't told anything rude. I had no one that was rude to me all weekend. It was like a true birthday party. Like they were all there for my birthday party. But uh, <laughs> me being the collective that is creature comforts, so it was really nice. Yeah, you know, that's great. It was yeah. a great time. Which is, it was a different weekend than what normally is because usually when you give adults uh, copious amounts of booze, they tend to be rude and say things they wouldn't normally say. Right. That's when true. you tell them not to do things like. <laughs> Lick the window, or uh, uh, don't pour your beer on the table, or please pick up your trash. <laughs> I, you probably have a different experience being there each and every day, but um, I would say, much like our place here at the cafe, um, I, every time I've been to the tour at Creature Comforts, mm-hmm. the crowd has been fairly, you know, pretty mild-mannered. It's, it's pretty mild, It's yeah. not the uh, smash the glass on the floor and, um, you know, throw a dog through a window kind of crowd. <laughs> Is anybody, what crowds are like that? I'm not sure which crowds you're involved with, but <laughs> it's not something I want to be a part of, I think. <laughs> it might be the time of the day, too, when the, uh, tour, when the tours go on. Maybe that same crowd turns into a, a, a frothing, ragey mass maybe, later yeah. on. We're just the start. Exactly. We're just the starting line. But I've always had good fortune with the, with the people up here and, and down here as well. Like That was a big consideration when we opened about um, whether we would close at midnight mm-hmm. or stay open later. We had heard from different restaurant owners just here in town and other places that you know if you had the pie chart of problems that you know 99 percent that one would be after midnight in that tiny little slip yeah nothing good happens after midnight let's Um, be real so we started doing that but we found that the crowds that came in were pretty chill just we were making them at like 11 45 on friday night say you know pack up your game because you gotta go and they're like oh man you know so we stayed up until two, um, give it a test run, and it's worked out pretty well. And so mm-hmm. that's the kind of crowd I think I see it, you know, at least during the daytime tours of Creature. That's um, Yeah, it's pretty much the same. I'd say it's, it's a good mirror image there. Yeah. Uh, the kind of people that are coming in to play headbands at one in the morning. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've, I, I like our little end of downtown. I think that has a, you know, something to do with it, too. I think so, too. Yeah. It's the more responsible side of downtown. Right. So now that you are a top notch, world famous event planner <laughs> I ask you Justin uh-huh. what sort of events would you want here or at any board game cafe we've tried some different um, you know, we've, we've gone through um, some bigger kind of high concepty events like when we opened up we did a beer and board game pairing with Reformation Brewery which yes. is super fun it was super neat um, but not all that highly attended yeah um, and I think you know that might have been that we had just started and you know we still were mm-hmm. kind of finding our audience and that kind of thing it's something I think I might want to try again um, but it was a lot of work um, and yeah so you know we've always been kind of tinkering and trying you know we do the pawn cons we do a bunch of different things just to see um, what people latch on to but mm-hmm. um, if there was something here or it might be something we already have what kind of event as a guru <clears throat> in the event planning industry well, I will say this about events. My biggest thing about events is I like doing something called the non-event, where it is an event. Yes, of course, people will show up and they're coming to do a thing that you're putting on in your establishment, but what you end up doing is you bring in a, a third party, essentially, that's like, we had like the Herpetological Society. All I did was contact the Herpetological Society and said, would you guys like to come and do a fundraiser, bring some animals? And they did. They want to do that. They did all the work, Um, they put it all together, and all we did was promote it and have the space for them to to have it in, you know, which was really great. And so we all did our part, um, but what's really great for me is that I didn't have to do much more than what I normally do, which um, was wonderful. Right, I I like those. (laughs) And so you don't put, you put a lot of work into it, um, but you don't put, you don't exhaust yourself and you're all disappointed when it doesn't work out. Right. And so as long as everyone has a job and everyone's doing it well, nobody's gonna be disappointed when at the end of it, you have people come, you know, you have right. people come and show up. And so um, those are my favorite kinds of events. So that being said, events where you don't have to do as much for a lot of payoff, you got to kind of find that give and take, I guess, of like how much you're doing, you know, bang for your buck, so yeah, to speak. Exactly. And so things that I'd like to see here, I think that are really cool is um, you have a lot of really neat local um, spirits and beers and mm-hmm. so like you said the board game and beer uh, pairing was really cool and that's a good spin on the beer dinner thing the beer dinner revolution that's that's been going on right now yeah everyone's doing beer dinners everyone's pairing 
food with beer, which has been done for thousands of years. But <laughs> what you you kind of did with uh, who was a Reformation? Yes, um, at a Woodstock. Yeah, that was really really cool. I think that that would be really neat to continue doing. And the more you do it, more breweries are going to want to do it as well. Right. And if you do it regularly, people like routine. You know. Right. And so that's what I found works as well. So we do like comedy night the third Thursday of every month. We do Tuesdays is always a beer release. Yeah. Wednesdays is always the farmer's market. So right. people get used to it. And then the first few are going to be busts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fourth and fifth will be awesome. And then eventually people catch on and they tell their friends. And so uh, I would love to see board game pairings, like you said. Yeah. I would love to see um, things that really uh, emphasize what makes the cafe great. And that's the people that come in and the people that work here as well. Yeah. And so... So what I'm hearing is a solid two-year commitment from Creature Comfort Brewery <laughs> for a board and beer board game pairings <laughs> every Monday. Yes, every day. Absolutely, but that'd be really that would be cool. No. We could do something like that. Um, Wouldn't be too much work on any. I hear what part. you're saying. I like. The, yeah, I, we love the non-event events too. Um, this will it'll already have occurred by the time this episode is released. Um, I'm sorry. If you're listening now and want to attend, but this Sunday we had uh, is actually a group approached us um, about using our parking lot on our deck as a site for the St. Baldrick's Day head shaving event. Yes, which uh, is to benefit pediatric cancer research. Uh, so participants try to raise money over the course of a month or two, and if they hit their goal, then they agree to get their head shaved. Nice. Yes. So we are sort of doing some stuff around it. But yeah, they, it was a really cool idea, a really cool cause. Um, and really all we had to do is just provide the space. Uh, mm-hmm. And so um, we're looking forward to that. So um, Justin, do you think you would participate in something like that? I don't even know if they could shave through your greasy hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> they to get some heavy-duty stuff. Yeah, I'd do that. I actually saw that that was happening here, and I was like, yeah, I would probably do that. I'd shave my head. Yeah, I'd shave my Why not? Hair grows back. That's fine. <sighs> I know, but aren't you terrified that it might come back like it might not grow back or come back white and like curly or something you know, I don't maybe know. that'd be different that'd be a whole new challenge you know <laughs> so yeah we're looking we're looking forward to that one all right so let's get into some the games. real nitty-gritty how about the games man the real meat and potatoes of this podcast <laughs> this is what you came here for yeah. our seven what they want. listeners yeah um <laughs> no all right so new game of the week uh is um Actually, so for this one, I wanted to highlight. We have it right here. Justin is ah, yes, laying it onto to the um, the table of excellence very in good, front of very us. Good. Um, I wanted to highlight some of our, um, which we haven't talked about yet, our family games. That we have a, a large selection of really cool family games, all the way down to for two year olds and up. Um, and one of my favorite this is a whole line of games from a publisher called Haba, H A B A. Uh, I believe they're out of Germany, um, and they when you if you come into the cafe for you to see their um, their packaging online, they have this distinct sort of yellow box, um, and it's all really great kids games. They, these are the ones that start um, down to two year olds, two year olds and up, um, and they go up to usually the hobby games are pretty suitable once you, to about seven or eight years old, um, and after that, it's I think you know. It might be kind of boring for 9, 10, 11-year-olds. But um, <clears throat> one of their games is, has been one of my son's favorites forever. It's called Monza. It's a, a really great um, race car game. Um, and so it's the one I always suggest for people that are pulling Candyland off the shelf mm-hmm. because it has Monza has really great color matching, just like in Candyland. But one, it's got dice, which is you're always You're playing better. a game now, yeah. Yeah, um, so you're rolling the dice, and colors um, are um, <clears throat> on each side of the die, and then uh, there's a racetrack, a little, uh, you know, with your race car or racetrack that are separated, gridded out into all these different colors. And you have to match the dice that you rolled, the color on the dice, to the, the colors that are in front of you. And so there's a little bit of strategy of picking um, which color to use at what time to be able to combo and use as many dice as you can out of your roll because you're only five dice okay. at once. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Monza's is a really great game out of, ha- out of Haba, but our Haba game this week that we just got in is called Ghost Blaster, yes. which seems like there might be some uh, we're, we're, some trademark. There might be some parallels here. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a likelihood of confusion as there is called Ghost Blaster, and the cover is clearly a child with a proton pack yep. blasting a ghost that apparently has a football helmet on, or I don't know Gosh, what's I think going on. It's like a medieval. Oh, helmet it's a knight helmet. Right? It's a knight helmet. Yeah, or it's like he's doing <clears throat> R2D2 cosplay. But there's a lot of it's... ectoplasm, a lot of green goo in this shot. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they, we, you, me and I want to tell Ivan Reitman and the. Uh, 
and Warner or who's that Columbia Pictures because uh, <laughs> they, they might they might have something to say. But in Ghost Blaster, this is for five um, years old and up. Um, Haba also does a really cool job. Of, there's a box on the back of every game um, showing you sort of what skills or sort of educationally what this game is helping teach. And so on the back of this one, it says it's a, co- a cooperative memory game that promotes team spirit. Oh. Um, it's exciting for fun, family and friends, um, but it's it's about memory and, and cooperation. So it's sort of your first introduction for a lot of kids into cooperative team games. games. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in Ghost Blaster, you have these tiles, you lay them all down, and this is your dungeon or like the castle that you're exploring. And as you work your way through the dungeon by rolling dice, you flip over a tile to reveal whether there's a ghost there, um, whether there's nothing there, or whether the ghost captured you and sent you down to the dungeon. And okay. then you have, there's ways for you to get out. <laughs> but if there is a ghost, then you need to um, match... Um, a light tile ghost as you explore um, through the dungeon and if you flip the same light tile uh, then you've captured that ghost and you send them to your wherever they storage go. tank yeah <laughs> so it's got that like sort of the memory um, sort of the, the, the guess who memory kind of aspect to it it's got dice but you're working together um, because you need to work together to reveal you know the ghosts in the in the dungeon and so that is our new game of the week from Haba. And that's really neat. I really like the Hobbit games, too. Uh, There's a few Hobbit games that have become really popular at the cafe as well between uh, the staff members. One, for instance, Rhino Hero, which is one of my favorite games. Rhino Hero (laughs) is, yes. Um, We even made a theme song to the tune of Jukebox Hero for Rhino Hero. (laughs) But yeah, that's that's an awesome game, too. So the Hobbit games are good for anybody. It even says on here, kind of jokingly, I'm sure, 5 to 99 years old is the age range, but there is something in it for everybody, which is really neat. Yeah, Rhino Hero is fantastic. That's a card, sort of a card stacking game. That's the one you suggest when people want to play Jenga. Yeah, it's like, no, play, there's no Jenga on the shelf right now. Play but Rhino using Hero, it, but yeah. Rhino Hero is here. Um, yes, so good work, Haba. Keep it up. We like it. Well, what else are we working with? All right, game so game? we're gonna go into our underrated game of the week. Underrated game. Um, underappreciated. Underrated. Um, man, I'm speaking. We were talking about beer earlier in your Creature Comforts event. I'm always um, talking about beer. I have been. <laughs> banging the drum for this game for a long time. <laughs> um, this was actually part of the Reformation um, beer and game p- uh, pairing that we did uh, cool. last year. This is called Bruin USA. It is from Adam's Apple Games. And it is just absolutely awesome. I love it. It's um, it's about beer. Um, yep, yep, yep. And the game pieces are bottle caps, which are you know different colors. Um, and in it, you are an aspiring um, craft brewer, um, and you use cards um, to buy grain, uh, barley, malt, hops, uh, and then you can do like little add-ins like habanero or uh, organics, um, and yeah, citrus flavor. You gotta get the yeast, um, and so it has this um, sort of a marketplace mechanic where all the ingredients are laid out. The players then bid on um, different collections of, of goods, and then once they acquire enough of you know, the grains, the hops, the barleys, whatever it is, um, and the yeast, then they can actually brew beers, um, and the beer cards are actual beers like from actual, beers. actual craft beer That's uh, really cool. craft brewers. So there's uh, in here is Reformation Brewery. Will you show um, me the Creature Comforts card? I, <laughs> <laughs> so the Creature Comforts, I actually... Um, Put them in touch with the with the with the game designer, uh-huh. um, and he he was really interested and was hoping to do an expansion. And uh, really cool if, that, if there was an expansion. So there's the Reformation Brewery card. It has their cadence Belgian. Um, so if there's an expansion, hopefully maybe Creature Comforts and some other um, Georgia breweries can get in the mix. Yeah, they're popping up real fast. So um, Brew in USA, what do you think? I like it. This is cool. Yeah. I'm a I'm a, much, a very much a tactile learner, and I like the uh, the illustrations. What's going on? I think I could get into this. Yeah. It seems like uh, I guess there's victory points involved and that sort of thing. And I, I like victory points, and I like a built-in economy. So, this is a game for me. Yeah, and um, there's actually I'm having a little trouble pulling these out here. Um, scorecards. There's scorecards, and uh, but there's these really cool um, like hard cardboard tiles. Oh, for um, all the regions that are yeah the actual cities. So. Um, that's the last aspect of the that I didn't quite explain clearly enough. But when you actually are able to brew your beer, um, say it is the you know the Reformation um, cadence, 
um, you have to see what style it is. Um, so here it's, it's the Belgian, and then you have to find a city where that style is popular. Ah, uh, okay. And you release it in that city for more points. Yeah, yeah. So you gotta um, know your demographic, know your. Audience. So if you get market share in each of these cities, like in St. Louis, or so like in San Francisco, if you get market share, then um, San Francisco gives you five victory points. St. Louis gives you more money if you have the most beers released there. Gotcha. Um, and then there's also a mechanism where. If you uh, both release beers in the same um, the same city, uh, there's a brew fest, and you have to have a brew fest with the competitor, and there's a whole sort of mechanic for that uh, about who wins and then how you divvy up the points. So very cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And so this same designer, um, this was a very popular Kickstarter game, probably been maybe about two years ago now, but he has just finished the Kickstarter. Um, Adam's Apple Games for uh, Food Truck Frenzy, I believe it's called. Neat. And it's got some uh, some similar vibes to it where you, um, you're you creating your own food truck and you are going out into stadiums or um, farmer's markets or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, and there's a little bit, it seems, I haven't had a chance to play it yet because uh-huh. it's just been on Kickstarter, but it seems there's some parallels there. If you, you know, you, uh, whatever tacos do better at yeah. the farmer's market or you know whatever that is and so you're trying to match up those those venues um, that's cool seems so, like Adam's apple has a type <laughs> he's, yeah he's got a thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't what would be next there I don't know New York slice seems like it might be pretty good but <laughs> some some variation of pizza or oh man I was thinking because all this stuff is all the stuff that I deal with on a daily basis like oh farmer's market craft beer oh, yeah. food trucks uh, <laughs> the next one would be oh uh, porta potties porta potties yeah <laughs> let's do that one next that's <laughs> Hear that, Adam's Apple Games? <laughs> Your next big venture, Porta Potty USA. <laughs> <laughs> Royalties uh, will be divvied up uh, 50-50 on that one. Um, cool. So this is that's Brewing USA. Um, I really love it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll look forward to the expansion, hopefully, um, and we'll get Creature and uh, maybe some some other Georgia breweries. I think Reformation might be the only, the only Georgia, Georgia brewery. brewery. I believe Adam's Apple Games is out of Minneapolis. Uh, okay. And so I think just by familiarity and, and um, you know, just regionally. I think there's a lot of beers uh, represented in the game from the Midwest, um, but I know that there was a, you know, a desire to kind of expand that out. So definitely check it out. It's in a cool long box, too, that looks like it's um, almost like a growler or some sort of, like, special release. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't it know. It looks what like the, a little 750 bottle. Yeah, box. there you go. Um, and so I think that's clearly by design as well. So, We've got 79 U.S. breweries on there. so many now. Yeah, it's silly how many breweries are out there right now. Real bottle cap game pieces. So, um, yeah, Brewing USA, Adams Apple Games, um, definitely check that out. I like it. Check yep. it out. All right, so um, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have our very special guest, and we're gonna play some wits and wagers. Nice. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, it's me again, Tim Kelly. Katie is off today. Uh, otherwise, she would be here telling us about parties, but um, sadly, you just have to deal with me. So the Rook and Pawn does a variety of special events, uh, birthday parties, private events uh, for reservations, and you can come in and do um, tables and food and drinks. Uh, You can find all of this at our website, therookandpawn.com, T-H-E, all spelled out R-O-O-K-A-N-D-P-A-W-N, backslash parties. Uh, You can find out all the information. Um, We do some great kids' birthday parties that include um, tables, games. You get any menu item of the child's choice, um, unlimited fountain drinks, um, and all that is for uh, just $10 per attendee. Uh, There's a a link that you can click on the party site that will take you to our event management platform. You fill out all the details, and we'll send a proposal right back to you um, for your review. Um, It's perfect for kids' events. Uh, We also do private parties. We've done wedding receptions. uh, We've done um, baby showers uh, and the like. Uh, we do team bonding for you know businesses or offices. Then the same thing. There's a book and event tab that you can click on the website, and that'll take you um, and provide you all the information. So check it out uh, and have your next private event or party here at the Rook and Pond. We're back. Here we are after our break. Um, here we have our special guest. Tim is also still here, of course, as well. Hello. Tim went nowhere. Um, but our special guest here is a local celebrity. Um, you may know him by his alternate persona, but by day he is Mark Weathersby. Mark, say hello. Hi. 
Hi, Mark. <laughs> and also your ultimate persona we'll talk about a little bit further later, but uh, some people may know you better as DJ Mahogany. Yes, well. that is correct. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about uh, all the things you're doing in town and the things you've been doing for years and years. So I'm uh, excited to be here. Thank you so <laughs> yeah, much for having me. Absolutely. We're excited. We, we're, uh, I'm a little starstruck. Um, I don't know if Tim is a little starstruck or not. I am. Maybe one day we'll get somebody that uh, Tim will be like, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, it's like a good full Kirby the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what that was. I like it. But uh, yeah, we wanted to bring you on and play some games. We'll do a quick interview uh, with Mark in a moment as well, but uh, to yeah. start things off just to get us all loosey-goosey we're going to play a little bit of wits and wagers yeah before we get to any of that other stuff let's do the important thing <laughs> games wits what and you wagers. all came here for uh, mark have you ever played wits and wagers i have never played wits and wagers have you ever heard of wits and wagers i have never heard of wits and wagers. <laughs> That's so how I, like it. I am very excited to partake in this game and this see is what one it's all of about. my favorite games to recommend to, especially to families or as a party game uh, and it, it gets some love but as i was saying off mic it does not get enough love not enough love people should play this more don't play trivia pursuit the corners of the box are not worn enough yet i know so So in wits and wagers uh this is actually the family edition we we want it to be um delicate we know that you're your delicate sensibilities mark uh this is the family edition Um, in wits and wagers it's a trivia game but you really don't really need to know anything about trivia that's why it's kind of great for kids we've played with my you know nieces and nephews down to like you know seven eight nine years old um, and they can play it just fine. So there are a big stack of questions. Um, and in Wits and Wagers, you each have a pen and a pencil and your paper. Um, and you will be asked a question. And you don't need to know the answer. It's very, it's usually some bizarre, random, off-the-wall question. The answer is always a number. Okay. So you will write down what your best guess is. Um, everyone reveals their guesses. You rank them from smallest to largest. Um, okay. And then everyone then guesses who, which answer is correct. Um, and you have your little meeples. We talked about meeples in the last episode. These are these are your little markers. Um, okay. Meeples. These are kind of um, slightly overweight meeples. They have, <laughs> they have, they're pretty hefty. But um, so there's ways. a big one and a small one. Um, okay. If you are super sure about an answer, you can place your double marker meeple down, and you can get um, two points uh, okay. if you're right. The smaller one gets you one point. And these are prices right rules. Okay, so you can't. It's, it's the closest without going over. Um, I like that. I like so the prices right rules. We're going to give it a go, okay? <laughs> okay, let's do it. So the first question is... These are all our own... We're writing this down without anybody right. knowing, right? Exactly, okay. yep, yep. I'm not looking at anybody's paper. Right? Okay. <laughs> uh, how old is Ariel in the Disney movie The Little Mermaid? Oh. So how old? This is not in my trivia wheelhouse. Me neither. So you can actually just rip it over. Oh, okay. Good okay. call, yeah. Okay. Rip it and stick it. So now we're all going to flip our answers over. <laughs> Alrighty. And I got 15. Okay. 17. So, all right, cool. Amazing. 17. Mark and I both guessed 17. So now we go ahead and we use our markers and we're going to we're gonna make our guesses on can who's right. Can we use both of our right. meeples or just one meeple? Um, I believe you just have to use the one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Little or big. Uh, so, and so you guys I'm, the same, so that's... That's awkward. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think we'll just both be seventeen. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to. We'll have to go into the rules errata on uh, which majors <laughs> to figure out what's going on there. Uh, I'm gonna guess my. I'm gonna guess my own with my big old guy. Yeah. Oh, you know, because oh. it could be sixteen. That's it. Going we'll big. I'm going big. Mark yeah, and I'm I because we can't go over right. So you yeah, get, yeah, you get exactly. zero to fifteen. So the, I, I'm the I'm the a hole who guessed one one dollar right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the answer is um, is sixteen Boom. years old. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hit me wow. with those two points. Okay, so um, you'll get your two points. That's what um, I'm about. We'll do we'll just do two quick ones more here okay. and just to get a feel for it. So Justin is up right now. Um, That's right. Up two Justin. No, two nothing. Alright, so the next question is um, how many movies did Will Farrell appear in during the decade from two thousand to oh, twenty ten? Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) So, uh, right, so now you just make your best guess. We're getting close here. I have made my guess. All right, now we we flip them over. I said 14. 14? That's a lot of movies. I went seven. 19. 19. I went big. Justin has seven. So many movies. Tim has 14, and uh, Mark had 19. 
So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with Justin. I like that 7 to 14 window. That's, that's pretty nice. That's a good number. Yeah. So everyone goes for... I'm going to go for the 7. Seven. Everyone Lucky likes number Justin. Seven. I like Lucky it. number 7. The answer is 25. What? Whoa! <laughs> 25 I was a lot closer minutes? than what I thought. Holy cow. So Mark is on the board. I'm still at zero. Uh, Mark gets me? a point for being, um, for the guessing closest. correctly. Yeah, oh, Mark, wow. for being the closest actual answer. I was thinking about cameos. Yeah, I didn't even think about cameos. I was thinking of like movies he was cameos. on the Right, would yeah, appear yeah. in. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so that's this is the last one. This is uh, for all the marbles. So Justin's got two points going into the last question. Mark's got one. Mark's got, got one. one. I got zero. Let's see what uh, the final question is, in pounds, what is the world record for weight lifted by a single human ear? Ear? Ear. A s- single ear. Yes. Successfully, I imagine. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> Oh, oh no, wow. gross. There's a picture in the back of the unsuccessful <laughs> attempt. <laughs> no, this is a successful pounds. world record for the most weight lifted in pounds. And since it's by pounds, single... it was most definitely like a dodo American. Human ear. Some idiot uh, too much I, time on his hands. I don't, yeah, I don't have these numbers. I'm just going to. Boom. I'm just going to go for it again. I'm, I'm I like gonna... it. Your instincts were good last time. So we all of our answers, we're going to flip them over and. I said 20 pounds. <laughs> Wait, 125. I went what? 8 pounds. So we're all over the map. So Mark has 8 pounds. Uh, I said 20 pounds. Justin has 125 pounds. Whoa. Uh, I'm just going big. I Is have it to, one I'm ear? One single human <laughs> ear. A, it specifies as yeah, a I'm single I'm going to go big ear. on the 20 pounds. Right. Oh, man. I might have to go big on the 20 pounds as well. Yeah, so everyone's guessed mine because uh, so, I have that nice 20 to 124 window, I guess. So this could give Mark the win. The answer is 178 pounds. Whoa! <laughs> I take Justin. it away. Oh my gosh. And so that's I come so up many, That's so much weight. That's a lot of weight. That's one ear. One <laughs> human ear. That's crazy. Uh, I know. That's a, that's my a mind person. is blown. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm double checking here. Um, right. So yes, Justin wins. Boom. <laughs> I'm okay uh, with that. Congratulations, thank you, Justin, thank you, thank you. for knowing. Great game. Yeah, Way too much. That was game. awesome. That so, was, yeah, so that was this, really cool. That's Wits and Wagers. Uh, there's a bunch of different versions. There's a, a, just a more traditional version that um, most of these questions, there's a lot of Disney questions in the mm-hmm. family version, that kind of stuff. This is the family edition, but there's a, a more straight-up you know, kind of um, generic trivia kind of version as well. So what do you think? You like Wits and Wagers, Mark? I loved Wits and Wagers. It's definitely my speed. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun. I'm not a very... Uh, skilled gamer but I have a lot of friends who play games Mm -hmm. and I try to play more of the skilled games and for some reason I'm always that one asking so what are the rules again? (laughs) How do we do this? What am I doing? But this is perfect. This This is is like this is this is totally me. I love it. (laughs) Wits and wages is awesome and when I come here the next time I'm gonna grab wits and wagers nice. off the shelf. Absolutely, we yeah. found and get it going. a gaming a date connection. What is it? A love connection. If you see wits and wagers again, we'll pay for, for the date. This Absolutely. is perfect for me. <laughs> this is great. So, did you um, did you play games much growing up at all? I did. I um, played growing up. I remember playing shoots and ladders, of mm-hmm. course, mm-hmm. and Candyland. And then when I was older, I remember my favorite board game. (laughs) It's a super cheesy game. (laughs) My parents got me the solid gold music trivia game. (laughs) There's a TV, syndicated TV show that used to come on back in the day Mm -hmm. called Solid Gold. It was famous for a solid gold dancer. (laughs) And um, they would always have performers come on and lip sync to the big songs that were, of course, big at at the time. And uh, my parents got me the music trivia game. It was awesome. They had these little gold records that were playing pieces. You had this great board. And then you had this kind of sort of uh, trivia piece where you slipped like this kind of um, card in there and you would slide down. It would cover up the answers to the trivia okay. questions. You would slide it down and you would ask the questions and reveal the answers. And it was my favorite game. I used to play that game nonstop. <laughs> I would kill non-stop. to have that game oh here in the cafe. Gosh. You're missing out. Awesome. Missed opportunities. Solid Gold. I remember from my childhood. It was always. It would always come on at noon on Saturday. On Saturday. <laughs> and so it would always be. It would. It would mark the end of Saturday morning cartoons. For me. Yes. So it would be like. We, I was like knee deep in Spider Man, and it would be like Solid Gold. <laughs> That's right. All right. It was well. a jarring transition, you know. Oh, between, guys, yeah. Like gummy bears and into. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was a show I would watch with my my parents, and That's I would try to emulate all the dance moves that oh, the solid yes. girl dancers used to do. So. I like that. I'm into that. That's that's like at a time it's like Soul Train and Solid Gold right. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, Soul Train, American Bandstand, and Solid mm-hmm. Gold. That was like the holy trio of syndicated music programs yeah. for me growing up. That's awesome. Yeah. I, this is a, a recurring theme that uh, Tim thinks I'm a baby because I never remember any of the 80s references he references. How old are you, Justin? I'm only 27. And oh so I was born gosh. in 89. Yeah, yeah. And so... He'll make a bunch of 80s references just to hang it over my head. And kind of say, like, <laughs> I, I think the very first episode, the biggest reference was Max Hedrum. Max Hedrum. Yes. See, in, in, I just bought the complete series on DVD. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we had a Hedrum on Twitter. Max Hedrum. On um, ABC. Jeez. Show, yeah. Well, apparently I'm just living under a stupid rock. That show is awesome. Well, now there's a, you can go to Mark's There's awesome. a great yeah. song. Just check out that, Mark's DVDs. Always did call Max Hedrum, which was a huge hit for them. Jeez. I'm really missing out. I, I know. Max he was a thing. pop culture icon. He was. Uh, he was huge. Yeah. Jeez. Well, Did uh, commercials. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is correct. So speaking of dancing and jiving and all those fun things, I guess that that must have had a huge impact on you as uh, we introduced you earlier as DJ Mahogany. Yes. Um, I, I know that uh, following your Instagram and your Facebook, you have an extensive uh, vinyl collection. Yes. To this day, how many vinyls would you say you own? Uh, my straight husband, who's my best friend, I jokingly call him my straight husband, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Chris Creech, he estimated, I bought a house about a year and a half ago, and moving all those records, um, he estimated at least 10,000. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Where do you keep all these things? Um, I keep most of them in a, a, a rec room that I have, uh-huh. and um, they're in these cubes that my straight husband was kind of up to build for me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I keep most of them in there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I buy constantly. I'm always buying records nonstop. I'm always digging or looking and adding to the collection, and it's 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 kind of ridiculous. It's it's very ridiculous, actually. We actually <laughs> How many records I buy? Yeah, I'm sure. So do you keep you keep most of them in the rec room? But you you have that uh, the cubes in the rec room. Do you yes. display your favorites? Um, I haven't yet. Actually. Not yet. Okay. So that, um, the new house is still new. Yeah, it's still new. Okay. You know, I've been there for about a year and a half, and I still need to get some things on the walls. Okay. And, Make it a little more homey. Yeah. Yeah. Do you go through like high fidelity esque fits of like organization when you have to? How do you organize the categorize and I, keep them all straight? I organize everything alphabetically. Okay. Um, just like if you were going to a record store, it would it's alphabetical in that sense. In my big rec room, my records are separated in a unique way. I have kind of an assortment of records that are alphabetized that I've listened to, things that I've bought and listened to. I, they're all alphabetized, but then I have like thousands of records that I've bought and I haven't listened to. Oh. And they're alphabetical by each key. So that way, if I'm looking for a James Brown record, then mm-hmm. I can go to the B's in each key and I'm like, oh, there's a James Brown record that I bought. And I listen to it, once to listen to, then I file it on the other side, alphabetical with everything uh, else. Okay, so okay. I have a little bit of a, like of a system. How often do you accidentally buy new records that you already owned? <laughs> or do you, <laughs> you know your collection pretty well, I guess? I know it pretty well, but I do slip up occasionally. Uh, and I do I'm buy sure. duplicates and then I get like, <laughs> oh, doggone it, I already have that record. Yeah. You know, but usually if I buy a duplicate, then I pass it along to someone else who loves music. I like it. I just pass the the gift of music forward. Yeah, Yeah. 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 we're into that. You do a vinyl brunch in town at Hilo. And so when you go to these things, how do you decide which vinyls and and records you're bringing to these these outlets? You know, I just kind of sort of go through my collection and just pull what I want to hear. Yeah, (laughs) you know, I bring a lot of soul and funk. What's great about that gig is I get to play a lot of Songs that I never get to play a chance to play anywhere else. So it can be funk, it can be soul, it can be country, it can be yacht rock. Um, yeah. You know, I can play something like In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, or you know, Coal Miner's Daughter by Loretta Lynn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, or a selection from Marvin Gaye's um, Trouble Man, the soundtrack to Trouble Man, and it all just works so well together. And people just dig it and enjoy it and. What I love about it is, you know, kids can come, you know, families can come, they can hang out, eat some great food, hopefully listen to and share some great music. And Hilo has a few games there, so people yeah, can yeah. play games, eat some great food, and hang out and listen to some records. Nice. It's always fun when the parents bring their kids up and they say, look at that, that's a turntable, those <laughs> oh, are records. Yeah. And that plays music. It plays music, <laughs> you know. And the kids are like, whoa, it's so crazy. Is it true? Is, is In the Air Tonight about drowning somebody? Is that... I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. I'm going to have to re-listen to that with a new perspective. I just oh boy. actually recently picked up a Phil Collins vinyl box set called Singles, 
which is like this four LP box set with all of his like hit singles on it. Okay. Right? And, uh, it's not just him drumming. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to. I it. love that song. The best moment of any high low vinyl brought was me playing that song. It was a packed house. And then, of course, the most epic moment is when the drums come in mm-hmm. and everybody in the restaurant did that the sequence drums. with the do air drums. And it was just amazing. And everybody broke out in a collective laugh. That's Because awesome. everybody, pretty much everybody did that. Well, next time we have you back, I want you to, to listen to the lyrics and let me know. <clears throat> okay, you got to yeah, deal. Yeah, we're going to hear all about it. <laughs> it's about drowning somebody. <laughs> yeah. I've you never actually heard that. I've never thought about what that song was about because <laughs> it was all about the drum solo. I mean, another big thing. So I, I touched on it earlier. I said you're kind of like a local celebrity. Um, we're friends on Facebook now, so we've yes. kind of uh, it's it's made it easier. So you're like best friends. <laughs> we're yeah. like best friends now, so it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when I first came to Athens, I've been here for almost seven years now, mm-hmm. and one of the first things that. I thought, like, I want to stay in Athens, was coming to Little King's dance parties. Oh. And it was awesome. Because it was like, I Thank remember, you. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, it was like a whole week. I remember, like, my first week here, I did all the Athenian things, in my opinion at the time. Like, what is Athens, you know? Yeah. I got to eat at the varsity. Like, <laughs> <laughs> got to go to clock. Like, the food was great. The music was great. I went to a show that week. And then Saturday, I remember I went out to a show of some band I'd never heard of that probably doesn't even play anymore. And then I went to Little Kings and did the, went to the dance party. And it was the best. And I remember going out there and hearing like all the songs I knew and I loved. And then up on stage, in his underwear, <laughs> was DJ Mahogany. And so I was like, I love Evans! It's the best! And so uh, I remember that happening. And that doesn't happen as much anymore. <laughs> who reigned? Who reigned you in? Was it you or was it everyone else saying you can't get in your own? I may have been dating somebody at the time. They may have reigned it in. <laughs> I'm a single. I'm a single man now, so the clothes can come off again. <laughs> and I've been exercising. I've gotten back in there you shape. Go. Yeah, there you go. I've lost over 25 pounds recently. Congratulations. So, you know, and the clothes can come off again. Who knows? Maybe for my next gig, an outdoor gig, I'll strip down again. You can't expect it. It's yeah. got to be. It's right. got to be, be spontaneous. It's yeah. Gotta, you never know. You never know. And the world will just buzz through town. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's back in his underwear. He's in his underwear. Get to little kings. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's just a story I like to tell sometimes. Just says um, Athens is weird, man. It Athens is. It's great. I love it's Athens, great. and I'm I here to stay. I'm not going anywhere. So I have. We have two young boys. I don't get out as much as I used to. But yeah. so the first you time bring them to my kids' dance program. I know. There you go, yeah. I know. Definitely will. Yeah. All well, the first time I saw you uh, was when I was running in the Atha. <laughs> oh yes, it's one of my favorite the half favorite marathon. DJ gigs to do. So I was doing some uh, a little podcast research yesterday, <laughs> and I unearthed the video as sort of about a seven minute sort of introduction. Oh, yeah, to you, yeah. and uh, there was you out front of the fire station during the half half, and I was like, I don't know, yeah, I, rem- I remember that. And as I was rec- recalling that whole uh, that whole morning. I, in the video, I see myself run by as you're, <laughs> as you're spinning the sun and dancing. Right. Oh man, we've gone full circle. Run, well, run in quotes. You know, it was a, a lumber was a trot, lumber by. Yeah, you so, actually stopped by your house. Yeah, yeah. Five points. Um, oh gosh, I love doing that. It's I'm usually at the first mile marker, mm-hmm. which is I'm at an old fire station here in Athens, Georgia, and I just play some fun music and I try to get out there and really encourage everybody yeah. and get them going and it's just so much fun being out there that's early really in the morning. Cool. That's fun. Really it, get the crowd going. Yeah, it was it's awesome. You're you're very energetic and that's and that's that that whole event is awesome just with the bands at every mile marker and yeah, it's, it's um, great. just when you're starting to like lose hope and <laughs> want to <laughs> after one mile crawl in <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it can be like that sometimes, but that, it keeps you going. And so that was that's so I love all the signs you're spinning and that kind of stuff. Oh, so that was thank fun. you. Yeah, yeah, that must be. I think that's a fun gig. It is a fun gig. I love that one as well. So is is DJ Mahogany a complete different persona for you? Is it like <clears throat> do you go into sort of a like a do you have to take time before a show and sort of get your game face on and. No, no, I just, you know, kind of go out and do it and have fun yeah. and, and dance and um, get the crowd going. And it's, it's, it's just pretty much, you know, me and pretty much who I am. Even at home, when I listen to the records by myself, I'm still like a little kid in many ways. If it's something fun and danceable, I still dance around, <laughs> you know. 
by myself and just kind of sort of really get into it and have a lot of fun. So know? DJ Mahogany is truly the purest and most undiluted Mark Weathersby. Yeah, <laughs> one, of these, one of these days someone told me, like, you should, like, do that live. Like, yeah. put on a record and, and just dance. go live on Facebook and just dance. Yeah, that'd be cool. Show what know. you really do is just dance around. <laughs> um, records. While we're on the subject of alternate personas, something that I, I really want to kind of build the legend that is Count Zapula. Oh, <laughs> and I know Count you were Zapula. very good friends with Count Zapula. Um, I love that man. Do you he's, have any... He's one of my best friends. He's great. I he's love him. And we actually. talked about he's him like my brother. last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of see if you had any fun stories off the top of your head that you would want to share about Count Zapula while we're here. Oh my gosh. There are so many. <laughs> Count Zapula I've known for. We met um, so, so long. We've known for over 10 years. We met... When I was working at the Vision Video on Broad Street Ooh, here in Athens, that's Georgia. That's an old sentence. Yeah. <laughs> and, I like that. Um, yeah, there's one location left, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but there were several years ago. Hank and Charles were the owners, and and I worked at the one on Broad Street. That's when I was in X-ray school. Okay. And um, <clears throat> Jeremy Dyson, now known as Count Zapula, he <laughs> would come in and he would rent all these great movies, and uh, we used to do this five for five deal, five movies, five days, five dollars. And he would always rent the best stuff. He would rent like John Carpenter movies, like all these great horror movies, these exploitative movies, these great 80s action flicks. And I'm like, man, who is this guy? we got to be friends. And we've <laughs> got to be friends. And then, you know, we, you know, I just was talking to him. I would always be so excited to see him. I'm like, man, you, you have great taste in movies and, you know, mm-hmm. we should hang out. And then after I thought about it, I was like, man, he thinks I'm hitting on him. <laughs> but um, that was not the case. And um, I said, I really just wanted to be his friend. Yeah. And then I can't remember exactly what happened. I think we, we saw each other out in public and we talked about movies a lot. And then that's when he realized that, that it was really genuine, that I really wanted to, just wanted to be his friend. Really wow. wanted to be his friend. And so we became great friends, and he's, he's been there for me. He's helped me in a lot of ways, and he truly is like family to me right now. Um, you know, he's my late-night conspirator when we go to places like IHOP <laughs> at like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and, yeah. you know, eat the filthiest foods. And uh, Count Zapula, by the way, he's a local horror movie host um, and trivia host here in Athens, Georgia. He does trivia Little Kings, and he shows movies at Flickr. And he uh, dresses up. He's got this huge helmet with two VHS tapes on it and lightning <laughs> bolts. Um, he dresses up in this great kind of um, makeup that he wears, and he wears fangs. He dresses up kind of like a vampire. Mm-hmm. When we go out late at night, sometimes he'll just dress up in his Count Zapula costume just on a random night. And I love it because sometimes he'll get a little tipsy, and then we'll like, let's go to Steak and Shake. Let's go to Waffle House. I'm hungry. And then he's like in full makeup, and we're like at Steak and Shake. He's got his helmet on with the VHS tapes on and the lightning bolts, and everybody's like looking at him, and he doesn't care. He's like, yeah. And he's like all about it, and he's just, he's a great, great dude. Mm -hmm. He's just amazing. Count Zapula uh, comes to our 24 hour board game marathon. Yes. Yes. As his a more mild mannered persona, yeah. Jer- uh, Jeremy. Uh, when we do him on Black Friday, uh, he, I think he's been and stayed uh, for two almost, for both. Yeah, for yeah. for two in a row on Black Friday, um, and he's great fun to have around at like four thirty in the morning. When <laughs> <laughs> you need you've been playing games for like twenty hours, and, and he's you, still need, going. you need to stay. Awake. He's still going. He's still going. I think my favorite thing from last year is you know we just started talking about movies at some point, and we were just trying to stump him on like just name like whatever four like. Four movies that like Dolph Lundgren was in, like in 1987. He's like, oh, easy, action stick, Explosionville, yeah, and like things you've never heard of before. And it was just absolutely amazing. His yeah. VHS collection is truly, truly amazing. Yeah, his VHS have... collection is one of the most amazing things I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm fascinated by him just because of how unrelentingly himself he is, and I love that. He he goes full steam. He goes full steam, and any and everything that he does. Mm-hmm. One of the best things he does is um, when it when it's Halloween and he comes up with whatever costume he comes up with, he goes full throttle. He goes into it, yeah. He goes 100% into it, and it's amazing. I feel like most recently he was, not most recently, but there's one year I, I could have sworn he was like Padme from Star Wars. <laughs> and he went with like the full white face makeup and Absolutely. the little lip. And the big hair and everything. I could be making that up, but I feel like there's something similar to that at least. Well, he was Leia from Return of the he Jedi. He was Leia. Okay. 
or you know, when Leia with was the slave captured and everything. By, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 I yeah. love the legend of Jerry. That big old belly was out. He's got like a really you know awesome belly. He's got one of those big stomachs that I really love. And he's got a snake tattoo because <laughs> uh, he's a huge fan of Escape from New York with Kurt Russell. Yeah. Snake, snake Plissken. Yeah. So sense. he's got the tattoo of That's the an snake 80s movie, Justin. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> this is great. We're just, I think for every episode, we'll just talk about Jeremy Dyson and never Absolutely. actually have him on. I think it, that's kind of what I'm going for here. <laughs> that's Maybe one day we'll, we'll do like a live show with Jeremy Dyson. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I, I know you have to run here so we can get wrapped up here pretty soon but um do you have any gigs coming up in the next maybe um, a month out that people can find you in yeah or regular stuff where people can find you yes um i'll be doing um i don't know which sunday yet at Hilo, but i do Hilo brunch i spin records there one sunday a month from 11 a.m to 3 p.m it's great they have great food great atmosphere i get to play lots of fun records i never get a chance to play anywhere else and then I'm really excited for AfFest. I do a kids' oh. dance party yeah. at Cine. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of so fun. So families, bring your kids. It's um, on a Saturday afternoon. I don't know what time yet, but it's a lot of fun. I just can wear your kids out in terms of getting them to dance hard. And, you know, <laughs> they can go home and sleep. Parents will be happy. The kids will be happy. They'll dance. It's a great time. I love it so, so much. Happy kids, happy parents, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Exactly. Well, before we let you go, we have a battery of questions we're going to ask you. <laughs> Let's do it. Quizzes and games. Um, All right. So I first, love quizzes and games. Let's do it. Yeah. First, we need to know, as the Rook and Pond Board Game Cafe, if we were going to throw a board game dance party. Oh, wow. What kind of songs? What, what would the soundtrack to, the, to our board game dance party be? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. That's a tough one. Um, Weird Al pops into my mind. Oh, Weird Al, yeah. We gotta have some good. Weird Al. I'm a yeah. huge Weird Al fan. Me too. Um, I saw him in concert a few years ago, and it was one of the best concert experiences I ever had in my entire life. Oh, yeah, I'd love to see um, that. That's a good call. Mm-hmm. Um, some good Dr. Demento related stuff. Yeah. Weird Al folds into that family. Dr. Uh-huh. Demento is kind of like, you know, a fun novelty um, song type of. A guy had this novelty song show, radio show that was huge. I'll play some fun novelty songs, some Weird Al, some other fun ridiculous stuff. Um, <laughs> gosh, I can't think, but Weird Al would be the yeah, top thing. I think that that's that if we could get Weird Al so here, awesome. that'd be great. Okay, oh yeah. Could you, get, could you get Weird could you Al talk for us? Let me see what I can do. I want that squeeze box. <laughs> yes. here, which is like a box set of pretty much everything he's done. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's coming out on vinyl. Oh gosh, I can't wait for that. That's one of the big releases that I'm super excited about this year. Yeah. And so uh, another quick question we had for you um, was, if you were trapped on a desert island mm-hmm. and you had all the food, all the materials you needed to actually survive, which albums would you bring with you? My entire Donna Summer collection. All Donna Summer. Uh, all That's Donna it. Summer. All Donna Summer. My dad tells this great story about when I was a kid and he bought me my first record player and I didn't really know how to take care of records or anything. Mm-hmm. He said the first records he got for me and one of them was a record called Donna Summer's Four Seasons of Love. He said out of all the records, I played that one the most. And then he said, I played it, played it until it literally broke. And he said, oh. I cried for days. <laughs> and then he said that I would walk the halls and just cry. He said it was the saddest like day of my life. He said secretly it was the happiest because he didn't have to hear that record ever again. <laughs> Wait, and so how old were you? Gosh, I was maybe about five or six, I think. This is like this is when you walk the halls crying like yeah. some sad like child disco ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Child and so then when I was a little older, like nine or so, he got me my first proper record player and taught me how to take care of the records. And the first record he mm-hmm. got was Donna Summers on the radios, uh, Greatest Hits Volumes 1 and 2. And I still have that in my collection it's today. So it's still in mint yeah. condition. And so, yeah, I he bought pretty much most of my Donna Summer collection with me growing up. So, so not only is it a great collection, it's also yeah. very nostalgic for you. Yes, right. yes. So I'd have to have that with me because it does remind me of growing up in Greenville, Mississippi mm-hmm. and being in my room and listening to those records and my dad getting those for me. So those are very special to me. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, we don't wish for you to be trapped on a desert island. But, <laughs> but if you had to be. If you had to be, that sounds pretty, that sounds pretty nice. Yes. yes. Maybe we can arrange it. I don't know. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Yeah. I need a vacation. <laughs> 
All right, so our last uh, our last event here. Um, this came at a suggestion of one of our good friends, um, based off of the Beyonce quiz that uh, Justin orchestrated last week with Caitlin Wilson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, a sort of a spin on that, and something that I think we can carry over from guest to guest. Uh, so, there's a game that came out in the '90s called Outburst. Outburst, Outburst which I have here. Outburst. Um, so, Outburst is sort of like. Family Feud on steroids. Okay. Um, there's this cool little window screen um, and cards that are um, that sort of look like they're all those jumbled, yeah. 3D Whoa. readers. Yeah. And so you can't see what the answers are. So the uh, quiz master would put them into this con- fun little contraption, uh-huh. and they, they are now allowed to read the answers. It looks like something from Star Trek. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know. It looks like kind like of like, communicator, a, yeah. like a game controller, like something from Star Trek kind of coolness. So there are other rules, but we're just going to kind of make um, our own little version of this. So in Outburst, um, there will be a category, much like in Family Feud, mm-hmm. um, okay. and then your job is to try to get as many um, of the correct answers in this category. Okay. Um, so uh, there's 10 correct answers, and oh, so wow. you're trying to do your best. So it might be, say, um, with the 10 Oscar winners from like the past 10 years or something okay. like that, right? And so you're okay. trying to guess as many as you can within a minute. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, let's um, do it. Let's do it. So um, <laughs> this one is uh, a little bit cryptic now that I've actually put it in here. I, I, I selected it before, the, um, before we started. And now it's a, it's a bit confusing because it doesn't have the qualifier about what this is. But oh. <laughs> um, so the category is movies about the Vietnam War. Okay? okay. So I think really all you have to do is just try to guess ten movies about the Vietnam War. I don't think there's any sort of these are the best gross top grossing or most you know award winning. Okay. You're just trying to as fast as you can name. 10 movies about the Vietnam the War Vietnam. that are on this card. Okay. okay. And so uh, we'll see how many you get right. Um, okay. We'll play with future guests. We'll do a leaderboard and you can um, show your you know, your trivia prowess uh, to all of Athens in the world. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start the clock. Um, all right. Here we go. All right. Go. Movies about the Vietnam War. Apocalypse Now. Okay. Yeah. That's one. Platoon. Yep. Um, coming Home. Uh, yes. Nice. Um... Oh my gosh. Um, Hamburger Hill? Uh, not on the card. Okay. Uh, gosh. Um, gosh, I got 36 seconds left. Uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, I named some of the big ones there, some of the big Oscar winners. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, my mind do, uh, is. Not empty, but. Tigerland? No. Um, that's more of a recent movie. This one has a date in it. Ooh, that's good too. Ooh, um, one has a date in it. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh gosh, I can't think. My mind is going. Tough. We got you got some of the hardest seconds. ones. I feel like yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh gosh, am I running out of time? We're Looks like we're almost, almost out. out. Oh, out. No. <laughs> I only got three. Okay, so the others on the card were Full Metal Jacket. Oh, yeah, I was like, come on! <laughs> I'm full Metal Jacket. I can't believe it. It's one of my favorite. And then Cooper Casualties films. of War. It's Good Morning Vietnam. Casualties on of there. War. That's a dark one. So that's a dark, a very dark uh, film. Surprisingly, no. Good, Good Morning, Morning Vietnam, Vietnam is not the on one there. With, the, with Vietnam in the name is not on here. The Hanoi Hilton, uh-huh. the Green Berets, uh, uh, We Were Soldiers, Oh yeah, Deer Hunter. <sighs> deer I forgot Hunter. about yeah. the Deer Hunter. That's a big Oscar winner as well. And Born on the Fourth of, of July. July. Yes. 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 So we got three. That's, hey, that's, that's a humble solid. start. It's, okay. There's a lot of okay. pressure with outbursts, especially there when is. you're okay. you're on the on the spot outburst. Usually it's more of a group game, and you can kind of everyone's burst, you, outbursting, outbursting. Yeah, <laughs> But I'd say three is a is a is a good That's start. A pretty solid a good start. Yeah, That's a pretty not solid number. Yeah, it's not too bad. And so bad. you'll go up in leaderboard. You're in first place right now. You are. Oh, <laughs> That's all yes. that matters. Yeah. So three is is just fine. That'll do. I bested Caitlin Wilson. Well, she didn't play outburst. Oh, she did. But we no, that's why that. I'm saying, yeah, okay. yeah you, okay. you're on first place. Uh, you're first also place. in you're last d- place. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're all the places, but you have a place. Uh, but you have a place on the leaderboard, which is all that matters. Thank you. And uh, I think that with that, we'll wrap it up. I want to thank Mark for coming out. DJ Mahogany. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. This was so much fun. Yeah, thank it was a lot. Really yes, so absolutely. It was great. This is great. Yeah, Wits and Wagers was truly awesome. I know. It's See, so much fun. 
Now so, you, yeah. you, you have a game that you can call your favorite now. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and of course, people uh, constantly ask you. You can come in and see uh, old DJ Mahogany, um, whether he's DJ Mahogany or Mark Weathers, be here at the Broken Pond playing Wits and Wagers now. Apparently. Yes, so, <laughs> definitely. He's become an addict We're gonna, at this point. <laughs> We're going to chain him to the back. The <laughs> <laughs> he's, I don't want to play anymore Wits and Wagers. I don't know, he turned into a small English boy. I'm okay with it. It's, it's fine. Whatever brings in the folks, you know. So where, where can people find you easiest? Is it Facebook? Do you have a... Uh... Yes, I have a Facebook page, uh, DJ Mahogany page. Um, you can also find me on Instagram under DJ Mahogany. And um, I have a podcast as well, Wild mm-hmm. Combinations, which you can find on uh, the Kindercore Records website, and you can subscribe via iTunes as well. Very good. Excellent. So it's a great podcast about you know music, movies, um, through a unique pop culture thread. So nice. We will, and we'll definitely put links to all that in the show notes. Thank you. I Absolutely. appreciate that. Yep. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. That is episode six of the Rook and Pond cast here again live in the Rook and Pond Board Game Cafe in yeah, Athens, Georgia. Justin, carry forth, be good, take a shower. Absolutely. <laughs> I will do my best to, to carry out uh, your wishes, Tim. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. That's it. Another episode in the books. Thanks to Mark Weathersby for taking the time to come in and chat. You can find out more information about Mark and DJ Mahogany on Facebook and through the links in our show notes. We continue with the world of Athens dance and welcome Natalie Cox from Dancing with the Athens Stars and Dance FX to the Rook and Pond cast next time. Thankfully, no dancing is required on my part. See you then.